0: It's The Takeaway Golf with Ronnie and Janelle, alongside with our writer, Bev. We are a discovery platform showcasing the people who make up the game through industry leader stories.
1: Today's episode, we have Brittany Mai, former UCLA collegiate player and current golf influencer. Join us as Brittany shares her passions in advocating women's golf for generations to come.
2: live on a golf course and I like would see my dad hop over our backyard fence and sneak in a few holes before sunset after he was done with work and I actually like didn't know much about it until he took me to the range when I was like eight years old and I thought the whole purpose of golf was just like finishing your bucket of balls as fast as you can so he'd like get a regular size bucket for me and I'd just like finish it within like five minutes and I'd be like yes like I win like I thought that was like how you want at golf (laughs) And like I just like learned to enjoy it. I like didn't like it much because I just thought it was an old man sport and I always liked girly things like dance and like figure skating and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until when I was like ten my mom was like, Oh, there's like San Diego Junior golf tournament. So like she started enrolling me in like the S D J G A competitions. And then from there I just really loved it because I was like, it's so fun competing and like meeting all these girls and like, being united in that, like, one, like, sport, and you get to, like, travel to all these, like, different places and play these, like, cool courses, and then just the whole prospect of, like, being able to get better was exciting, and that's, like, how it started.
0: (laughs) I I think I remember you, you did figure skating, too, right, when you were younger? Yeah. You actually like, piano, you still do piano.
2: yeah. I did, my parents were like, they put me in like everything. Like I did tap, jazz, ballet, um, we, I did kung fu too. I did swimming, but like the ones that stuck more so were like figure skating and piano. And then I think my mom, she like watched like the winter Olympics one year and she's like, oh, I, it's so beautiful. I want my daughter to do that. So she like signed me up when I was like really young, when I was like six, but then I wasn't like into it as much. And then she took me to the mall at UTC and I saw like the ice rink there and it was like so fun. I was like, mom, like I wanna go, I wanna go ice skating. She's like, okay, but you quit before. So if you like wanna do this, you have to stick to it. I was like, I promise, I promise I will. So I like started again when I was eight, eight and then was like pretty serious and like literally was training because like going to the Olympics was like my dream. And then when I was 13, I got to like double axle level and then I took a really bad fall on my tailbone and went to the orthopedic and they're like you have spondylosis and spondylolisthesis and then I wore like a back brace like while still like training for like a month and I think we just kind of figured it wasn't like worth it in the long run and so that's when we like invested our time into like golf because we saw more like return on investment in the sport and more longevity So that's when it like transition was Then I was like 13, I took golf more seriously.
0: Was there a turning point for you where you're like, oh,
2: I'm not really into golf. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I'm
0: into golf. Like, was there like an age or
2: like Um, Yeah, I'd say like 13, like around the year when like I qualified for like junior worlds and like being able to meet people like on a global level and then like playing AJGA and like meeting all of you guys And, like, people that, like, were so good at golf and were being recruited at these, like, top universities, like, it, like, really spoke to, like, my ambitions and, like, my passion for the game. Mm -hmm. And so I think around, like, 13, 14 was when I, like, really started loving it.
0: I think when we all grew up in the game of golf, like, our generation, golf wasn't a very, like, girly thing to do. Mm -mm. More, like... It was it was harder for the younger girls to get in, I think, than it is today. Oh Just, yeah, like on a, its perception, I
2: think. So. I remember like those plaid Bermuda shorts that we had to wear, yeah. and, <laughs> with like a collared shirt and we tuck it in with a belt. Yeah. yeah. Remember we dressed like that, and now it's like people hardly wear collared shirts anymore. It's like tennis clothes now. Oh my! So I wait. I played golf at Tory last weekend, and I like didn't reapply sunblock so I got a really like you can see it it's literally literally a square and I was like I can't remember the last time I've had a tan line like this like for the almost for a year I've like haven't had a sock tan I'm like this is so great like I don't have to worry about sock tan I went golfing for the like first time in a while last weekend and it was so hot and like didn't reapply sunblock and like now I have like a brown square like (laughs) right here (laughs) yeah that's
1: better than that than like the v well, you'll just have a
2: straight B. I don't know. Yeah, they're just not all none of them are flattering. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: something yeah. you definitely have to embrace.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so when you were doing junior golf, were there any expectations where you like say I know for me personally, it was like the thought of getting recruited to play for college golf. Was was that in the works?
2: yeah i think definitely like around that age playing in the ajga because it was so competitive like everyone i feel like everyone that played ajga their hopes and dreams were to get recruited to a good college and be able to be a scholar athlete i think that's like it was like kind of like the dream growing up i mean it was the dream growing up and so i think that was like my main aim when i was like competing as a preteen and i was Way I would say I was more disciplined then than I was like during college, to be honest, because I think I just not only like grew kind of sheltered, but I kind of like had this innate like type A quality where I like just really wanted to do well, like really put in like effort in my practice, making sure everything was like purposeful just to like achieve my dream of like going to a nice college and earning a scholarship to play golf at a university and like the father-daughter bonding that like went along with it was also like it kept me inspired and just like tournaments at the agj was so fun because we'd also have like social events you know and like yes. learn how to like edit have etiquette like remember they had like those replaced divots like gatherings yes. and like the boys and girls were like, like we learned etiquette too and it was like also like a social thing it just it was fun and then like the golf directors were cool too like larry baroya was my favorite like the whole environment was it was so
0: it was fun for sure i think um
2: yeah
0: it was for me it was two different worlds like i had my golf friends and like Every summer I would go get super close with my girlfriends because we would go to all the same tournaments and then we would do those social events like after,
2: yeah. after you
0: know, the rounds and, and everything and then I don't know, it was just it was just really fun.
2: Yeah. It helped because I was also so like awkward too, I think, growing up. And it like helped me break out of my shell. Yeah. By like going out there and travel like you kind of grow up faster when you have to like be disciplined and prepare for tournaments like you learn time management and all this stuff at an age like where like a lot of people that age don't like they don't learn how to do that so young so I think it helps like you grow up faster and prepare you to be successful like later in life.
1: I agree I agree because you definitely find yourself because like we said it's a it's an old man sport and obviously with us being yeah. girls putting us into like you know possibly like a public group with of older mm-hmm. people you're you're kind of forced to or obligated to, you know, act mature in a sense, right? You can't, oh, yeah. you can't be just like a kid.
2: Yeah, like I find like a lot of my golf friends like you are like so like eloquent, like with the way they speak, they're all really good at communication. They're like, just very professional, you know, and like, I think that we learn that from golf, like we learn that growing up and we're around old people all the time. So we know what it, it is to have manners and like to carry yourself well, in like any sort of situation, of course. Yeah, God yeah. definitely teaches you a lot of
0: things and you just don't really notice it when you're that young. So I think, I think it's a good sport to pick up on again for sure. Um, so was there any? I know you went to Northwestern. Was that like your dream school as a kid?
2: No, I think it was all like California schools because I was such a California girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like all the like Pac-12 schools were like, and if I had gone to any of them originally, I would have been so happy. Um, And I think, I forget, maybe it was like the Rolex girls here in San Diego when I first heard about Northwestern. Like I didn't even, I didn't even know that it was, it even existed. (laughs) And then like when I like, when the coach reached out to me um she she watched me at that tournament and like growing up I never had it far like I always relied heavily on my short game so I think she like watched my first round I played like decent and then the second round I played really bad like just had a bad driving day wasn't saving anything and then I think I pulled it together like the last day and she saw like when she watched me the last day she saw it was like a fighter and then I didn't give up and so she kind of, her reaching out to me sparked my interest in Northwestern and the program. And then when I delved into it, I visited like in the spring and the weather was beautiful. Like Lake Michigan was like the ocean. I was like, oh, I can do this. And like, it's cool. They have four seasons. And like my first winter there was like, oh my gosh, like winter wonderland. I've never lived in snow before. And so I was like this naive California girl that was just super stoked and excited to be, first of all, away from home, like away from my parents. And then like, a completely different city and like culture and environment like it was all so enticing and then um yeah like I enjoyed my time there I think it was definitely a huge learning curve for me um and then college was like a time where like I was really figuring myself out because I think up until college I was still very like sheltered and like very like um like obedient to my elders and I was such a like people pleaser and I had to learn how to like stand my ground and like um know what I really wanted and I I think like college for me was kind of a huge like learning phase and adapting phase um balancing both like school and sports and um yeah because I started studying like pre-med there and it was difficult to keep up with the normal students who didn't (laughs) have to play golf or like play on a a college team and they were like super competitive academically. So I, I think I just struggled. Um and then by the end of sophomore year I decided I I wanted to move back to California because I missed it. And um I think I reached out I texted Allison Lee actually and was like, hey does coach have a spot? Like, I'm down to just like walk on or something. Like, I just want to be back in Southern California and be able to golf like year round and be in like good weather and in that climate and culture again. And then, so Allison kind of like was the middleman <laughs> and like uh, asked coach if um there was any spots open and she said yes and then i like flew out while i was still at northwestern like maybe during the spring of my sophomore year and we like talked and she was like yeah like we're happy to have you and then i came in like that fall that following fall and then from there it was like ucla became like my family like all the girls bonded really well and i just really enjoyed my time there i mean i enjoyed both both um schools but I think I was a better fit at UCLA as far as, like, culture, culture-wise.
0: Totally. I think, yeah. I mean, I've lived in California all my life, so and <laughs> I like it here. I don't. That's what most people say, too. Like, California is where most people come to want to live out here. So, so, so many snowbirds out here. Yeah, but, but that's cool. So, Going through college at UCLA, um, obviously it's really competitive. Were you looking to play professionally afterwards? Like Mm -hmm. most most of the women do. But I think most of the women do play professionally after. Yeah. Were you looking to do that as well?
2: Yeah, I think I, I was like considering it. Ultimately I did try it for like two ish years. Um, but. I think it was something where golf has been such a huge part of my life for so long that it was also something that if I like decided not to turn pro, I think later on in life, I would have regretted, like I would have questioned like um, what could have been, I guess, if I didn't pursue that path and at least give it a try. And so I I gave myself this like timeline um, to like try it and give it my all and experience that and acquire that life experience. And um, yeah, I think after those two and a half years, it was like, okay, like I'm ready. Like that's that's what I needed and was able to like transition into a new, new career path. But now like going down this new career path with dentistry, it's like golf is not completely gone. Like I thought that like having to say goodbye co- to like competitive golf would be like goodbye forever, but it, it really wasn't. Like it was it's still incorporated into my daily life whether it's like I get to work with or golf with my boss or with my peers and other people that you know are united by this sport um that come from different backgrounds so yeah I think I'm like happy with my like golf career and how it's impacted my life on a daily basis
0: totally um so after so, you, so you did try playing professionally and whatnot. When was there like a point where you were like, okay, this is not what I really want to do anymore, or, or if ever?
2: I think it was like um, maybe after like the first year and a half, where I started kind of like exploring options and what else I could do, whether it was like with the game or without it. Um, and I think it just like came down as simply like wanting more security in my life. Um, and I think that golf, like the timeline that I've had like a um, it being like such a big part of my daily life, I think it kind of like came to the point where it taught me how to be like adaptable and and versatile in like different situations but it like ultimately like choosing a career i think it came down to needing more security and stability you guys know me i love instagram like i love pictures and like posting like pretty things like i'm just like it's like it feeds to my like girly side i guess I i like showcasing style and like aesthetic and all it's so basic of me but like yeah (laughs) Um, I think like I just like posted like a lot more like golf content in order to I don't know if you know like Kim Harrington but she's a local San Diegan she's slightly older Um, but I think she's coaching now but uh, we started like getting close and started playing golf like every day and then we we actually like took some girls out from like pro kids first tee and like would take them out to the course and like golf with them and we're like oh why don't we like try to like post things that you know will inspire like young girls and women to like get into the game and that was like our whole like mission and I think like gaining that some of that exposure and then just like posting a lot of golf stuff um and then like other platforms seeing it whether it was like women with drive or like golf babes or whatever. Um, They would like repost my stuff. And I think that's how I like gain more followers. And then I was also close with like Isabel, she and like Tisha Allen and um, what's her name, Maya. Mm -hmm. And we would like collaborate and like post a lot of like golf content together. And I think that like our followers would like see us as a group and then they would like Follow all of us, and it kind of grew our following as a collective. Um, And then we would go to like charity events together. So we we all went to like that Reggie Bush charity event um, in Del Mar. I played in it like a couple years, and then um, there's like other events like the Shoprite like Pro Am in New Jersey. We all played in, Um, and it's just like kind of like little opportunities like that led to another. And I'm like really glad that I was able to utilize my platform and like showcase like women's golf and like my own viewpoint of it and like my style of how I view the game. Because I think that everyone has their own unique style when it comes to how they perceive the game and how they express themselves, like playing the game and stuff like that. So it was it was really unique and I felt like I inspired I, I, feel, I hope that I inspired, like, young girls and women, although I feel like, honestly, I think a lot of my followers are, like, creepy old men. <laughs> I, like, At least you know that. It's okay. You know, I, like, literally, like, got so fed up with it, though, because I'm, like, why is this such a creepy, like, old man, like, sport? Like, we need more women out here. <laughs> I like, went through a phase where I, like, literally went through my followers, because you can, like, remove followers now, so I, like, anyone that, like, posted an inappropriate comment, like, that's just not okay. I would just, like, remove them, you know? I would go through, like, phases where I would just, like, cleanse them out. And I was just, like, so upset, because I was, like, where are my girl, like, followers? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing, though, is that it's such a male, misogynistic sport, and it's, like, my feminist side that's, like, come on, like, where are you ladies at? Like, we all need to be out here.
0: I think it's great that you mentioned that, like, yeah, we, we are very select few out of like a whole ocean of men. Like, Yeah. And that's another reason why I think it's so important for, like another reason why we're doing this as well. Like obviously, like we're three women. And, and it's, I think it's important to like have a presence in the golf industry because there's such lack of presence.
2: Yeah I think that's the thing is that I like I think it's so great and inspiring that you girls are doing this like this needs to happen like you need a trailblaze this path because like also like a part of me like kind of like not pursuing professional golf anymore is because like there's been like experiences where I felt uncomfortable and just like not okay with this like misogynistic like um, stigma that's in women's golf and like, like for example when I was in New Jersey there were like so many creepy old men that would just like pretend like they were like grooming me or like help prepare me for the tournament and like ask me to dinner and my mom to dinner it was just like a really weird uncomfortable dynamic and I just like didn't like that aspect of golf and I didn't feel like women were being respected and I don't know what it is like I don't know if it's because we're like outnumbered by men or like what but it was like something that really kind of Piss me off because <laughs>
0: like yeah, no, i you
2: like
1: You're <laughs> passionate. I love it. So
0: it's because I, I go ahead, you know. I was
1: just saying she's speak, she's speaking to the masses, honestly, because I'm sure there's a lot of like female golfers that are out there too that feel the same way. Um, it's just something that's in history that's hard for us to rewrite. So it's just something for us to do something now, yeah, um, kind of change it. So yeah, yeah. which so I'm kind of doing this too, which is really cool. Um, yeah.
0: I think it's great that you bring that up. Because I know we've talked before, like, you know, woman and, like, I don't know, our, the the overall male perception of women in golf. Like, how do you feel about them as a presence uh, of showcasing women in golf?
2: So I see both sides. I see the side where, yes, women are being hypersexualized and objectified, and um using that to I guess provoke attention and then I see the other side where they are trying you know like to inspire women to get into the game because like we said earlier girls don't want to be wearing baggy clothes and like you know like they want it to be stylish and fun and fashionable and like have that girly aspect to it so it's kind of like this like like, I see both sides. Like, it's how do we balance that, you know? And, like, um, it's just, like, such a huge controversy. But I think the side that's, like, where women are being objectified is dominating more so than um, the side where, like, uh, women can be respected and still be tasteful in the sport and, like, uh, you know, like, respected. So, like, I don't know. I do
0: it's a difficult question because, like, you know, going back to how there's so little of us, in order for us to, like, I mean, it's, it's men, like, in order for us to, like, have the attention and be like, oh, like, take us seriously, you know, we are like a force to act with, like, you know, we are something in the golf industry you know we have to grab people's attention at you know but obviously there's a fine line between grabbing the right attention and grabbing the wrong attention
2: yeah and it just frustrates me because like one of my like close friends who owns the Carmel Mountain Golf Club down here Mm -hmm. and like he was like we were like talking about like Instagram and stuff and he was like well you know guys just want to see like boobs and ass and like you know like all of this like basically saying like you know, men are visual creatures. And I'm like, okay, well, are we posting to please men? No, like, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That will like make us gain more followers. But like the incentive behind that, I think that's where like people lose sight of like their purpose and like gaining real, like authentic, genuine followers, you know, rather than this like shallow vision. And like most of the time too, it's like, I feel like I'm not who I am on Instagram versus in person and I think it's just hard because um, I like to think of my myself as a person of depth and I think I was kind of also dealing with this mental battle where like I just have this love-hate relationship with Instagram because as much as I do love aesthetically pleasing things that I like savor in like at the same time it's shallow like people are just scrolling through pictures and like liking things that pleases their eye whatever it may be and so it's just this kind of like internal conflict um with Instagram and social media and I think that's why like people just need to kind of ground themselves and realize what's real and like what's fake and know that most of the time it is a highlight reel and that Mm -hmm. no one's gonna be like displaying um, bad news, except as of recent, I think people are more like engaged with like politics and all that. Right,
1: that. exactly, yeah, because nobody says anything when they first when you first sign up for Instagram. It's it's how you utilize it, right? But uh, nobody gonna want to post a bad day.
2: No, so, no,
1: it's kind of hard to find the real like the the real raw
2: content. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, speaking about Instagram and, like, obviously all the opportunities that it's presented to you with, like, being an influencer, didn't you also have um, the opportunity to kind of sport a clothing business?
2: Yeah. So I come from, like, a Vietnamese family, and so, like, my grandma is a really good seamstress. Like, she used to, like, make my dad's clothes, like, when he was growing up, him and his brothers, and I, like knowing me like i love fashion and style and all that stuff and i just kind of like had this idea where i was like oh you know i kind of really like want to design my own golf clothes like to wear and like kind of explore and just like be original and creative and so i like i think it was maybe like three four years ago now i was like like i really like ruffles and like that elegant like just like so girly and i right. was like grandma like do you think you can make me like a golf skirt that has like floral like ruffles on the trims or like something with ruffles on the sleeves and she's like yeah I can do that and my grandma like like bless her soul she's like like, the sweetest like she goes beyond like every time I like ask her for a favor she like loves her grandchildren so much that she'll like literally and so I think she just like mass produced like all of these like clothes that like i like literally would just like draw in my sketchbook and then showed her and she would just like make them and then i like gathered all my girlfriends together and i was like okay we're having a photo shoot like and they would model my clothes and we'd just like have a good time and like take pictures on the golf course and um and yeah it was it was so fun i wish i kept up with it i think i kind of got discouraged after a while i like i'm the type of person where like i like starting new projects you, yeah you're like yeah maybe not <laughs> But it was fun. I'm glad I gave it a try. Yeah, that's great. Um,
1: do you think that besides because that would be like an outlet possibly, like, would you consider that outside of golf? Like saying that you even though you were discouraged, like would you have taken that and ran?
2: Um, so as of late, I like have been figuring out ways where I could incorporate both golf and dentistry, which is such a weird they're like so different. But I have, like, a little, I think Ronnie follows it. It's, like, my my smile co. And I, like, wanted, because I, like, started, like, acrylic painting and, like, doing all these crafts. And, like, I wanted to, like, um, have this kind of, like, uh, what do you call it? like, logo or, like, smile. And it's, like, just little things that, like, make you smile, whether it be, like, little trinkets or, and stuff like that. So it's, like, kind of, like, my outlet to, like, be creative and, like, create things that are, like, based upon a smile and I feel like that relates to dentistry and I had written it in my personal statement too when I applied to dental school I think I said that you know it was like oftentimes just a simple smile that would like appease like any sort of tension that festered when I was on the golf course and then it kind of like was this transition from like with like golf and like dentistry and like being able to craft something that like puts a smile on your face so I think like it's kind of like, a, it's not necessarily designing clothes. Maybe I will with like a little cute like smile logo. I don't know, but I, I'm kind of like initiating like something out of it.
0: <laughs> Could you do like golf accessories and stuff? Like Yeah,
2: so I actually like got these like, um right now like I'm working on like bracelets. So I like kind of, it's kind of looks like those Ani and Alex and Ani bracelets. Oh. They're so cute. But they have they're gonna have like little smile charms on it i don't know i'm still playing around with it and i was like looking into like different accessories like bucket hats or like tanks or like loungewear or something cute but we'll see <laughs> i have so many ideas that i'm trying to figure out
0: that sounds like me i always have so many ideas <laughs> i just need to like sit down i'm such a scatterbrained <laughs> <I do. laughs> Yeah. cool
1: um well you've probably talked about a lot of our your favorite golf moments like before when we first started this um this chat is there one that's like is like just speaks out to you or you know that you remember so like best or your favorite golf moment that you have
2: yeah it's the one where um I think it was like right before my sweet 16 so remember there was like junior all-star and then once when you hit 16 you can't play any more junior all-stars so I think it was like literally the day before my birthday I played in my last junior all-star it was at Lake Havasu and um I was like leading after the first day and then the second day was like just not good I like I forget what hole it was but I literally had it in the water three times like the exact same way and then I it What? (laughs) You tin cupped it?
1: That's what he does in that movie. Yeah,
2: I tin cupped it. Like at that age, like I don't know. I like I tell you guys this. Like I was like so much stronger at that age than I was like in college. And like I think I was just so insecure in college. But when I was like at that age, I was just like in my prime. I feel like I peaked like. (laughs) 13, 14, 15. <laughs> and so like I was just like so calm I like remember just being like so unfazed by like what just happened and my mom and dad were like st- like freaking out like on the side like oh my god like oh like you know and then they're like they're just like like walking off but like I was always like so calm like up until I was 15 I was always so calm and I like just like hung in there and then I think I was like a couple strokes back and then like I think it was like me and Alex Alexandra Kaui. Kauai, Kawaii. Oh, Alex. Yeah yeah. so we were like in the final group the last day and I think she was like a couple strokes ahead of me but then I like ended up tying her and then we went into like a like a two-hole playoff and then I like sank my birdie putt and it was just like an exciting time because I think it like really like showed me how like golf makes you stronger because like so many unpredictable things happen to you it's like not like you don't plan to like hit it in the water or like hit it in the bunker you know and like um it's just like being able to like go through something where like it could have gone a completely a different way if my mental state was like just like oh I give up you know like it could have been so different um I think just like going through that and being able to like pull through was just so like empowering to me and like like showed me like how strong like our mind is and how like it becomes stronger through the game of golf
0: totally I agree with that
2: yeah
1: um let's see i'm trying to go through our our list here so then, do you turn, you turn 16 right after the event, huh?
2: Yeah, I was like, I turned six, I was like, in my speech, just like, I turned 16 tomorrow. <laughs> and then they're like,
1: <laughs> like, This is the last, guys. <laughs> Goodbye.
2: <laughs> with a bang. Yeah. It was a fun <laughs> birthday.
1: I <laughs> love it. Um, so, we talked about women in golf, and obviously, we want to see more, more of them in a different light than what they're perceived to now um so what are your thoughts on COVID your current like current events and everything so
2: oh like with golf like related to golf
1: related to golf and like how it's affected obviously it's affected everyone um life especially as a dentist with work you know being closed I'm sure um I feel like COVID hasn't affected too many golfers really
2: (laughs) I know I don't think OC ever closed down Because I remember San Diego, their courses closed down, and then I went up to, like, Santa Ana to go play, because I was just, like, I miss golf, like, I miss being outdoors, and then after, like, nine holes in, I was, like, you guys never closed, huh, and they're, like, nope, no one gave a shit here, and I was, like, okay. (laughs) I definitely think, yeah, I definitely
1: think people, when you see people at the golf course, those are people that seriously are just so over COVID now.
2: Oh, yeah. But that's the thing is that, like, I think golf is a perfect game to, like, go through quarantine in and to, like, escape from quarantine because, like, it literally appalled me when UFC or Fight Club was the first sport to come back during COVID. Did you guys see that? And I was like, that's, like, you get so many, like, cuts and bruises and it's so much contact. Yeah, so it's... body fluids, your sweat, like, I don't know. But I think golf is like so perfect and like especially in Southern California being able to escape whether you're working from home or like having to go back to the office just like going out to the golf course and like enjoying the weather that we have here and being out on the golf course and being outside and having fresh air is like so replenishing for the soul. We should go play golf sometime. Yeah. I know I like it's like it's always like when I don't play I miss it so much like when I'm at the dental office and I'm like looking at someone's mouth, I'm like, I wish I was on the golf course right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good escape. Yeah,
0: I take golf in like small doses now. Yeah, but I
2: enjoy it more. Yeah, same. I have a new and like uh, appreciation for it.
0: Totally like when we used to have to go out every single day and then he started hating it. (laughs) yeah
2: I was like when it was an obligation now it's like we choose to you know we get to totally
1: yeah it's nice to be at that point in our lives I mean I do appreciate when we were out in college and traveling all the time you know we always had to like schedule we were always on the go but now that we actually have the choice to like you know I'm gonna go play some golf today and it, it definitely has a different feeling towards it because yeah. I'm sure you've encountered people and like they talk to you like oh my god you must have loved playing golf every day as a, as a college like athlete and also as like you know and as an influencer but you're like yeah no it's great but I'm sure like what are how do you feel about that like did you ever feel tired or anything sometimes when you were like always on the go
2: Oh, yeah, I think I came to a point where it's like I was golfing to please others, whether it was my parents growing up, my coaches in college, and then even like as an influencer or as a professional, like pleasing like sponsors or like pleasing um, people that were donating to this charity event, you know, it's always having to be a people pleaser. And then finally, it's like when I retire from competitive golf, it's like now when I like want to play golf it's it's for me it's like coming from me and I want to do it and it's like it's come around full circle I think and I just have this like newfound appreciation for it whereas like you know you like it's just like a whole circle like you learn to love it and then you like kind of experience some like burnout and some ups and downs and then it comes back and you just like love it again
0: Mai. You can follow her on Instagram at Brittany.my, as well as our page at The Takeaway Golf. Thanks for listening.
1: Leave us any feedback by sending an email to thetakeawaygolf at gmail.com. Catch you guys again next week.